0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: <laughs> it would be a walk, eh? but hey. Off they go.
0: They'll might yet with it here for walls, black in the shot. Hello, 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 and welcome to today's episode of Wolves Fancast. It feels like a defeat, but it really isn't. Here to join me to break down today's draw against Newcastle. We've got Matt, we've got Stu, we've got Pricey. I dread to ask it, guys, but how are we all feel on this Sunday evening?
2: Pensive. Broken down.
0: <laughs> you, I'm fine. You said breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we're going to get right into the thick of it because I don't know about you guys, but uh, that's that ruined me bank holiday a bit, and it shouldn't do because it's a draw. But there's bigger picture stuff. There's smaller picture stuff. Um, as always, we're part of the ninety min football uh, network as well. Kind of don't know where to start to be honest, but I was filled with so much optimism at one o'clock today. Um, not just because I had a really nice Sunday uh roast, um, but the starting lineup, um, full debut uh, for Nunes, um, in the, in the league, thought it was great. Um, you know, starting lineup wise, fantastic. That's like the strongest lineup I've seen Wolves genuine on paper for ever. There's too much to say? Do you think, gents?
2: Hmm. I was, um, I was just pleased that Aitnuri wasn't in that squad because I had, uh, well, I'm not in the eleven because I had dreams of Trippier kind of getting the better of him on, off, on the opposite side, and us constantly having to battle the, the ball coming in over the top and him having to defend it. So seeing, you know, Johnny and Samado as the as your backs is as good as it. Could possibly have got really, I think, from a, from a lineup point of view.
1: Yeah, I think Semedo, Semedo being back from the start as well I made mean, it It just makes a huge difference because he's such a quality player. And obviously, we'll get into him in mean, a minute. He was, I thought he was absolutely immense today anyway, but he, he, he looked fit and well on um, against Derby, something like Derby against Preston. So there was no real reason why he wouldn't start this game, but you never know, do you, with, with Bruno? So that was the main point for me. Just seeing Samedo back and seeing, in theory, this system is made for him. But there we are.
3: I think the issue was was just making sure that. Well, I think the only spot up for contention was eight is because if we're if we're honest, he's he's had made a few errors this season, hasn't he? In the first couple of games, and we all said that Samedo is. When fit, should be starting. <clears throat> so therefore, um, Johnny, who's always normally seven out of ten, should then just switch over to the side. So for me, that was that was the only really position that was up for, up for contention. So um, yeah, when the when the line was announced, I was well happy. I thought, well, yeah, that's that's pretty much probably our strongest eleven.
0: Maybe you would say. So I was playing yeah. with it. At what point did your optimism? Because I I felt the same. I was like, man, this is this is this is the team, guys. You can see that midfield free working. You can see how it can, you can have different variations. I guess um, during the game that Nunes might be able to push on a bit further if we need someone a bit deeper. It all, I could see it all working. Um, but it sort of didn't. And I can't, I, I've been trying like rat my brains for the last four hours about why it didn't. Because despite having more, you three know, in midfield, three high-quality midfielders, despite one of our midfielders having, you know, frankly, a nine out of ten performance in Ruben Neves, we still struggle to control the game, um, particularly in the first half. Yeah. Um, Matt, Matt, what did you sort of think of? I guess the the, the opening stages of the game.
2: Well, I thought that we had a lot of joy on on the wings. I think we, you know, we were open, we got quite a lot of space to run in behind and stuff like that. But it just goes to that that age old problem where a final ball, final delivery, and a lethal a lethal striker in the box. Yeah. It just seems like the age-old story we could pluck a piece of audio from any podcast for the last 14 weeks of this show and it'd be absolutely apparent no matter who we've played, what style and what the scoreline was. It's the same problems week in and week out, regardless of personnel. And you've got to then look at the tactics and uh, other forces in play other than sometimes the players on the pitch, I think. Let's get that ball rolling. Come on. I think... <laughs> I think 14 weeks
1: has been a bit generous. You could go back two years, two and a half years. Um, yeah. you can where well, you can go back to project restart for when it, it all went shit. That's that's it hasn't changed since then, despite being two different managers. We're still as blunt as Emily. It's terrible <laughs> I and mean, nothing changes regardless of who's in charge, who's playing on the pitch. We it's always shit. <laughs> and in a weird way, I kind of enjoyed the first 20, 25 minutes. I thought it was a really good open game with we both teams going at it. And I thought, all right, and this, is, at least this is better than what it could have been <laughs> considering Newcastle be without their best player as well. Um, it's just, oh dear. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I, think I think that was, you're trying to, you're trying to think, let, let's not just kill everyone off already, but I mean, uh, lost for words. Really, that ho- halfway through the first half is the answer, Rich. And can I just say that T-shirt that you all are wearing is very... um, it was the same T-shirt that Nathan Nathan Drake wore in the demo of uh, Uncharted One or uh, E3. There you go.
0: For for all the audio, I was going to say for all the audio listeners, I'm wearing a, I guess, short sleeve baseball T-shirt. What you call it, Stu? Yeah, with the Raglan, uh, maroon. Yeah, sleeves. Raglan. Yeah, small. Yeah.
1: For the fashionistas there so.
0: yeah i was going to say make sure if you are listening to it uh, on, on podcast Fight, do make sure to uh check out us on youtube and you can see what we're all wearing so you know yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if, then feel free to cost Somebody, we need, to, <laughs> we need to make any extra money that we can
0: <laughs> any way to drive clicks, that's all I'm going to say um, and, and then head cast. over to our only the only <laughs> fancast page for when I'm not wearing those clothes <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, halfway through the first half, I think it's a good summation of, because it was a bit end to end and there were points where you say like, on the break, we looked tidy we had that glorious Neves pass um, which kind of set the the mood and the tone for his performance um but then it i wouldn't say sort of blushes were spared or anything but that never strike before half time was very much what the doctor or, doctor ordered but did it also paper over cracks a bit as well massively and i mean i, I
1: went down at half time being quite annoyed and everyone was all as everyone normally is with uh, going into the break leading. Um, it was we hadn't done anything apart from that that never wonder ball and then the um, the decent balling by us. That was it. That was all we all the creativity, creativity from the whole half again against a team like that, and we got massively got a jail by wonder strike, which is what one once every five six times a year if we're lucky. <laughs> The, but the same old problem was there, so it, it massively papered over the cracks. Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I look at it, I, I was I was by the way, my I took this game in from my new vantage point from the family enclosure since I have switched oh. from the safe bank into the family enclosure, so I have a new view on proceedings. There is all lower tier side on, and. From what I saw, I just I know Neves. I, I might be a bit controversial here, by the way, but I know Neves scored his goal and and whatever. But I don't know <laughs> what I saw from him today. I, I saw quite a lot of ambitious passes that didn't never came off this game. I thought he was. He, he did have quite. He's he quite trying to play, play quite a few sort of. In the FIFA terms, L1 and I guess triangle through ball mm. passes, a lot of them didn't seem to come off. And I just thought the game in general was, there's not a lot going on. It's two two quite low quality teams, really, if I'm honest. I mean, Newcastle, yes, they've got the wealth. But when you look at the team, right, apart from, I think, Botman was their only summer signing that, that started in the team. Today, correct, I mean, I'm willing to be correct on that, but, <laughs> Dean knows, um, but I, don't know, I just thought it was a bit, it was a bit low in quality, like the, the whole, the, the first half and the game in general, and I don't know, I, I just thought we were quite fortunate to go in at half time to be one up. Because we, yeah, we, we, when you look at it, did did we carve open Newcastle much really? Given given what we had on the pitch, not not really. I thought we were a bit low in quality again. Going in and the break with what was essentially a Neves wonder strike, brilliant. But I thought on the whole, given what we have got on the pitch. I just thought we were, we were a bit low on quality today. Well, low on creativity, I should say,
0: first half. Yeah, I think um, I, I agree with you to a degree. I, I wouldn't quite say low on quality <coughs> overall. I think both teams struggled that they don't, like, they're without Wilson, so they lacked that additional goal threat. Wolves just don't have a goal threat and it kind of meant that we could both teams could get up and down the pitch and you know look threatening at points but as soon as it came into the final third i was never really stressing uh particularly in the first half and, and up until about well to be honest the 80th minute 90th minute about them scoring because bad trust in that the defend the defense looks solid enough i know um colin seems to have divided opinions a lot of between fans today i think i think he did fine i don't think he was amazing he got caught out that one time but apart from that um i just thought he he, he, again he was solid but uh, again defensively um what one person who deserves a mention is nelson Samado, who good grief he put in a shift today
2: (laughs) he did he did. He, I mean, there was one. There was one moment in time when he, when let's call a spade a spade. He had. An, he gave away a needless yellow. At that point, I thought, well, we're in, we're in bang trouble now because Saint Maximan's going to just absolutely have him on toast, give him every opportunity for a foul and a second yellow and sending off. But even then, he, he was just immense. He was just everywhere he needed to be. A marshalling performance and what felt like where we've been exposed so many times over the last. Yeah, like like Stu says, you know, eighteen months. It felt like a safe pair of hands with him at least on that pitch, um, because he was just everywhere he needed to be. Made crunching tackles when other defenders wouldn't have. Um, he, he was he was a joy to watch today, I, I, and I think everybody can appreciate and eat a bit of humble pie for what they've said about Tomato over the last um, you know couple of years of his tenure here.
1: Yeah, there was that one. There a couple of runs in the second half as well, where you could see he thought, well. Well, if you lot of wasters are not going to do anything, I'll do it all on my own. And then and he, he <laughs> took took it upon himself to run with the ball, which we haven't had from a from a, a fullback with Johnny there because that's not his game. And it, it just mm-hmm. opened somewhat. I and mean, yeah. even though he, he drew the foul and we had a free kick on the on the halfway line, he still opened things, opened the team up. And it's just against something different. If we had that, and if Nuri hadn't been completely awful from a defensive point of view so far this season. <laughs> But well, that's the kind of thing that we, we thought we were going to get last year from the Bruno live system that he had at Benfica. And we, we've got we've got half half of the team that can do that now. Um, but yeah, I he, even that little that little five-minute spell in the second half where he switched with Johnny and he was playing left-back for whatever reason that happened. How that happened, I don't know. Yeah. I thought, well, that must be because of the, the yellow that he's on with St. Maximum and they don't want to take him off for eight new yet. Um, but then they switched back again and it was odd. But its I think it says it all about about how well the defence as a whole played because he took nemesis off and Chris Wood really didn't do anything for a change, maybe because Cody wasn't there for him to bully this time. But he took him off and then they put St Maximum through the middle. You think, well, you're changing your entire game plan and your way of playing because you've got it's a you-shall-not-pass moment. And we haven't had that defensive solidity for a long time. So, from that, from defense, like you said, Rich, that part of the team, no fault at all. Can't complain whatsoever.
0: I thought they were great defensively. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, the, the other um, thing to mention in the first half uh, was a shame, was the potential for a uh, Nunes goal from, I must say, great work from Jimenez. Just, you know... It, it, we'll talk about bruno in a bit don't worry guys but you know he was saying afterwards about how we pressed them and i think it was kind of the only time i really noticed it was at that point that you know we really restricted trippier from doing anything of course is you know far greater than nelson samedo um if you listen to gabriel Lahore. um but you know and many some you know Jimenez, great strength I and mean, what a ball um to pick him out and it was a shame because i think nunez overall i think he had a very six out of ten game and that uh, i wasn't necessarily expecting him to set the world light on his first couple of starts and he showed but he showed glimpses and i think uh, that was a really important one and you sort of hope that in five six games time we're scoring those chances rather than him just not quite being there overall but i think great Dan- opportunity
1: if Dendonka had played like Nunes today, he would have been lynched. And I, I don't think that's a that's a unfair, that's a sensationalist comment. I just think everything that we criticised Dendonka for, especially me for his, his finishing and that he gets in them positions but doesn't take it, that's exactly what Nunes did today. And we didn't see any other kind of the dribbling with the ball really that we expected from him. Um, and then it's going to take him time, of course it is, because he's coming from a. a Below par league in terms of the Premier League, and you could see, especially towards the end as well, where he had the he had the chance to put a through ball, a a ball through at the end, and after after actually beating a couple of blokes, and he was just Mm. absolutely fucked. He should have been took off about five minutes early, but we've got no options on the bench to bring on for him.
0: Yeah, I think him him and Guedes Mm. (laughs) suffered similar in that in that manner. That uh, I I was comparing Guedes to like Trincao. And he's definitely that step beyond Trinkow, in my opinion, in terms of he gets the not gets the game a bit more. But you can see he's just that bit more of a mature player. He's played a few more seasons, but he still needs that extra bit of time, as you know many players do. Um, but clearly, he's not he's not fully up to speed yet in this team, in this country. Um, but we kind of need it to click a lot. Quicker as uh, Tom Green says, in the huge comments, Bruno saying it will take the team to click by mid-November, which we kind of needed to be, you know, needed to have clicked in mid-August. To be honest, you know, when the when the season starts personally, but well, um, mid-November is yeah. when the World Cup starts. So yeah, we'll ship. Don't we? will ship do not we will ship them out <laughs> at that point. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, second half, guys. So this was an interesting. I was going to say, it was mine. Mike decides to bounce all the way back to, you know, from Shifnal to Wensbury to Finchfield and back again. Um, second half, I felt was quite interesting because we actually had key moments happening. Um, let's start with the Shah being saved by VAR. Um, in real time, gents, what did you think?
1: Um I didn't, <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't I haven't seen the replay. I've only seen that image. At the time, I thought it was just the late tackle. So I'm I'm just going on what I saw in real time for now. Um, we've seen this kind of thing where it looks sensationally bad on a still image. If But if he's got in there with any kind of force, then he's got to go. Simple as. If not, then fine. Because we've seen that in the, the opening weeks of the Premier League already that just because it it's a high tackle doesn't necessarily mean this season that it's a red card. But he didn't yeah. see, he didn't yeah. seem excessive force at the time.
2: With the, the issue is, though, we're one planted foot away from a broken leg there, and it shouldn't have to take a planted foot and a broken leg for it to be realised that it's dangerous. It shouldn't have to take the injury of the other player for it to be deemed dangerous, I don't think. Do you know what I mean? It, it could have been a lot worse. It was only by sheer dumb luck that it wasn't, and I don't think then that should then get somebody off the hook for what is a dangerous tackle. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think as um Tim Green says in the comments, what why didn't VAR um ask ref to check the monitor? Yeah, well that's
1: again that's then to the VAR telling the ref to go and talk to the go and watch it for himself. That's not we can't blame the ref for that. That's just one of them things, eh? And it's another fault in the fault in the matrix fault in the system that these these people are inept at the job
2: yeah it's one of those really I mean, there was a few decisions like this, and believe it or not, I think these things kind of even themselves out over the game to be honest there was there was contentious decision after contentious decision, and it it had all the elements on the pitch for it to get ugly, really um and it didn't the players kind of kept their heads with everything that was going on um so it was interesting that it didn't go down that route as it so often can um with football but i mean what did you think price when you saw it uh, what was your views on the on the potential
3: yeah i think we saw with like the um was it was it milner in the last game who like had a had the challenge who was in the previous game and had like a high tackle, which was a yellow. Then looked at a, for a red potentially on, on VAR, but then was rescinded. I think a high a high tackle potentially could be a red, as you know, as is normally what what we look for. But as you said, it depends on the the, the force in the tackle, and I don't know. you you, you can't keep. You can't keep looking at the at the still images for for a view on this because, as, as we know, still images you, you you can't bet the house on that because they don't tell the story, do they? So, um, from from what I saw, it didn't seem that bad. A tackle the ref has obviously gone had a look and and var well VAR's had a look and deemed it as a, a yellow as such. So. I, don't know, I, I I'm comfortable with it being a yellow as as such but um from that from that point on if if I'm honest and keen to get your guys' thoughts on this but I just felt that like we just kind of lost control well well we, we were steadily losing control of the game from this point on I mean, I know Bruno said afterwards that we deserve to win, but when you look at the actual stats when it comes to the game I, you guys can obviously say as, as much as me but i don't think we're anywhere near where we when it comes to controlling the game i think New no. newcastle had two things no. possession didn't they? i, I mean, mean we're
2: a we're a we're a 75 minute team at absolute best and like i tweeted out earlier if we're not two nil up going into three nil up we're not going to see a game out because we just don't have the energy and the engine to see a game out like yeah. that and it's just you could feel it. You could just feel the atmosphere or lack of coming from you know f- from the Wolves home fans, and it just the ever the ever glooming smell of inevitability <laughs> was wafting through the air. Do you know what I mean? It was just you could just feel that it was going to happen. It shouldn't be a surprise to us, unfortunately, because they just looked fucked out there well, let's after look, like sixty, seventy minutes. Look,
0: I was going to say, gents, did you get your hopes up though? when Jimenez pulled out his telescope. And I don't mean that as
2: euphemism.
1: I only saw that about ten minutes ago, so <laughs> now is the
0: answer.
3: I don't know, yeah, actually, to be fair. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say in in the days of VAR, uh, can we really I, I I don't think Jimenez should be pulling out these elaborate goal celebrations. Not not when just, some, just because not, there's always a chance it's gonna be pulled back. Well
1: that one was so blatant though as well. I mean it's not like it's it's one of them where it, oh, it randomly flicks off your shoulder blade or something. It was a bla- it was a blatant foul. I mean I didn't even move. I and mean, it was I mean it was right in front of me. Um so I, I just uh, like you do with a bit of like, an ironic cheer when like the ball, they put the ball in the net from when the but when the play's dead on that kind of thing. I'm thinking well there's no way that's going to be allowed. Surely and the fact that it, it was so quick as well for the, the decision, it wasn't like standing there four or five minutes watching replay after replay. He went to the screen. We know what happens when he does that anyway.
2: It was a foul. You're, you? you you're on obviously the Steve Bullopper as well. Mm. It must have looked like from where you were that the ref pointed to the centre spot as well. It,
1: I, I, because I know where you sit, I know what <laughs> I, I know. How Mate, I was livid.
2: I I started going. I started like giving in everything, like, everything, and then and I was like. What the hell? What is this?
1: Yeah, because half half the stand your side did, like South Bank side did, and then all the ones our side because we were directly behind him where he, he was pointing at the play He was like pointing at the thing rather than like that. Um, for the audio listeners, hand movements. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can see exactly what that meant. It was a, it was a very odd kind of. I don't know why he didn't just he didn't like point that way, did he? He didn't point towards the goal as in it's a free kick. He pointed towards the where the incident happened, which was just before, like further back from where he was from the center spot. It was a very weird way of going around it. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So uh, I was going to say a uh, VAR, I think was arguably right in both occasions. To be fair, was it annoyingly is most of the time, um, even it's frustrating. But the, the game management, it 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 never felt as you alluded to, Matt, this was just an air of inevitability. We're going to concede at some point. It, despite how well we were doing defensively, it just felt like it would get past, you know, the, the attack in the midfield and we just have four defenders and the goalkeepers sort of battling for their lives. And then when Bruno made some subs, which still perplexed me. The obviously the midfield was starting to flag. We've talked to Nunez. Um, still finding his feet. Matino was dead on his feet as well, and we didn't have changes there. And then Bruno decides to bring on Huang and Podence. Uh, guys, um, we did have an amnesty at the start of the <coughs> season, didn't we, Stu? um me, you, and Tom, um, around Huang. <laughs> and and uh, we did. To be fair, we've kept it. Up, we kept it up for a couple of weeks because he, he looked he didn't look awful. Um but yeah, um uh, let's away from hang for a second. Overall, those subs did they inspire much confidence in yourselves? I mean, prudence
1: doesn't inspire me in any way, in any sense of the word at all, because you know what you're gonna get, and especially against a team like that, he's gonna be automatically pissed off when he's coming on the pitch. So you know what he's gonna do, he's gonna he's gonna run around moaning about things and get involved in things that don't involve him, and that's not getting involved in the play, which is kind of what happened. When he comes off the bench, he always seems frustrated, which you can understand. But you don't want that in a situation, in a game management situation, like we had against that Newcastle side. He just got it absolutely completely wrong. And the fact that we have five subs available, he could have rectified it, he could have hooked one of them and brought someone else on. And he said, yeah, okay, fine, I've got it wrong, whatever. I know that it's a bad luck doing that. But when you've made such a glaring error, just, just own it. Just just do something else. But Huang, I mean, we'll get to him in a minute, but yeah. I think it just, again, shows, even though on paper it looks a stronger bench than it did when we had children on there against Leeds, it's not really that great, to be honest. <laughs> any of them, any of the options off the bench?
0: I, I mean, we have like, had a couple of comments the on the did... um, on the old YouTube channel saying, "Should we've put Adama on?" um, Pricey, um mm-hmm. how do you sort of sit with that?
3: I mean, I obviously if, in the uh, the fancast WhatsApp group, I've been very vocal about my uh, my thoughts on Huang, and uh, well, in fact, I've been vocal about it on here as well, on public record, on on the on the, on these. On this vancast, cast, you all know my thoughts on the Wang, and yes, we will get to him in a minute. But um when it comes to subs, I mean, we we didn't make our first subs till the eighty third and eighty fourth. I mean, it, you know, Hay had already tr- had already tried rectifying the situation for him as much as I like, just after the error mark, and our subs were effectively just just too late. Again, I mean, the, the, we've already talked about the fact that. Newcastle ended up on something like 65% possession, so that they were well in control of this game, really. Just despite what despite what Bruno might say, or anyone else on their side might say they we should have we were in control and should have won the game. The stats don't really bear out that just take a look, you know, possession shots on and off target, we're behind on that. Um and even then that just after the error mark, how was Making steps to change the game in their favour, and we were too late. We made we only made three subs, and they came out the 83rd, 84th, 90th minute. We were just too late, too late, too late, and just trying to make any kind of effect, and just trying to trying to change the game. And that's not something that's new about Bruno. That you know we've we've saw this already in him that he's a bit late making changes and. Obviously, this season up until now, that's been enforced upon him because he's got like you know infants on the bench and not been able to change anything. But he actually has got options now on the bench. He does actually have some form of options, be it good or bad. He does have something who can change it with. Unfortunately, I think today uh, just completely far too late and reactionary to what was going on in the pitch.
2: Unfortunately. Late, late, making changes is, is is one thing. One error to then absolutely make the wrong changes is another. Is 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 twice as bad in my opinion because that game was crying out for us to n- nullify this Newcastle possession. It, I'm not Troy biggest fan at all, and I don't think we'd have scored if Troy comes on. But you know what? He presses the team. He presses the opposition 10 yards because they're terrified of him and if that all if, if all he had to do was run up and down the side of the pitch force them back whack a ball in that even a seven foot seven striker wouldn't be able to head in absolutely fine as long as the ball isn't down at our end and what's the counter to that bring bring the shortest player I think we've ever had on what's what's the story there like I just don't we've got we've got tired legs on the pitch and again Den Donker isn't exactly you know the, like the sexiest most skillful footballer in the world but surely bringing him on earlier just to nullify a, a warm body that has an engine would have been a better than bringing huangon who is one mistake away from spontaneously combusting Do you know, i just don't understand it like it goes from it goes from naivety to negligence at the minute and it's it's not good enough anymore and i'm glad that people are starting to ask questions
1: I mean, especially after when we, we talked about that not Derby Preston game um from midweek and how someday kind of blooded himself back into um into match fitness. And us, like I said on the uh, on the previous show last week that Traoray right actually had a good 25-30 minutes in that game where he wasn't shit. And he actually looked he left he actually looked decent again. And for I know he, his body language. Apparently, for people who are around that area, he was just standing around and not running up and down the touchline warming up. But if he's not being asked to warm up, then why would he? It's like okay, but still, you are right. We we know that he's not good enough. We know he doesn't do anything. But even I, even me, was saying thinking, just get fucking Troy all <laughs> because everyone is dead. It was I mean, we we'll, will you know, mm. we'll, we'll talk about the Castor issue later. But even I was sweating there, just standing there. Nunez was dead, gone. He, you got Dendonka who does a similar kind of job. Bring him on! Bring him on! Seventy minutes. It, this, well, I don't just because we spent money on the guy. He's not, he doesn't have to play every minute of every game. It's just you are. You're right. It's negligence. It's it's stupid and it's negligent.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. I think there's that, that, just like almost that lack of basic football. Balling awareness—that's what I found sort of so shocking. That either you properly shut up shop, and that means you bring on Den Donker in the 65th minute, 70th minute. You say you take off Nunes, who's flagging at that point, and you you just start filling in holes a little bit better, and you've got a warm body in there, or you go for a more proactive substitution of Tryouray, that will make them think more. Bringing on Podence wouldn't have made those Newcastle defenders think more about what they're having to do. Bring on Huang wouldn't have made them have to think more. Um, and you know, we say like this was a game which featured Dan Bird and Matt Target, and you don't bring on a Dharma already. <laughs> I find it uh, bonkers um, that we didn't. But uh, but the goal itself, I mean, it yes, it it it, it it's easy to make jokes about. Um, in In terms of Huang's uh, assist, to be honest, and it was a wonderful strike. don't get me wrong. but my question to you is, how many rakes do you think Quanang Ki Chan steps on a day? <laughs> it depends it's, if the make he's making biscuits at the same
1: time because that seems to kind of nullify anything bad he ever does. We need, we need to have right, a, a, a very serious
3: conversation about about Huang Chan right because okay we signed him alone he had about what a two month well six week purple patch give or take right when he's when he joined. right after that right you can all go on you could, everyone can all go on like transfermarked.com and well, and have a look at his stats from last season right he literally contributed nothing after like his six or so weeks purple patch, and genuinely, like, And I've said this before, both in the fancast WhatsApp group and on these pods, right? I've never known a footballer like Huang Yi Chan. I've never known a footballer to have the world's worst first touch than Huang Yi Chan. I think I could trap the ball better than him. Genuinely, genuinely speaking, <laughs> I I've, I've really, I I've really, and I'm and I'm shit at football. But right, I would. I, I don't like to denigrate one of our own. I, I really don't. But if I'm being, if I'm putting it very softly, right, it's hard. It's really hard to make a case for Huang Yi Chan being like a Premier League footballer. Honestly, and this is not reactionary because he basically just. Gave an assist to, St Maximan <laughs> for today. Just, I, I really, I, I struggle, I struggle to see what he offers the, the the team at at the moment. Other, other than obviously giving Bruno biscuits every day of the week for training, <laughs> that seems to be all the offers. But I don't know. I mean, I, I struggle with him as a footballer just, just to see what what he what he offers. It's, it's unfortunately for him, unfortunately for Huang, right? It's. It's unfortunate for him that he's the one that instead of just hoofing it out of play, just clearing your lines and getting getting rid of the ball right, he has just hoofed the ball in field, which is probably what you shouldn't be doing, right? Um, so Maximan scored the world. If we, if he tried it again now, he probably wouldn't do what he did during the game. But it's just it's just unfortunate for Huang, the guy who has struggled to meet the standards. Right, he's the guy that's just give, you know unintentional gifted Saint Maximan. The The goal that brings it back to one-one. But as a bigger oh. picture, right? I really, I really. I, as a bigger picture, I, I just really struggle with 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 Huang. And like I say, I, I don't. I really. Despite all what I've just said, what right, I really struggled. I, I don't like to denigrate one of our own. Really, I don't. But I said the same last season about Trincao, and I was proved right about him. And I'm saying the same again about Huang now. I just, I. I can't. I really struggle with him. But... Well, I fur- I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, open, I'll throw the floor open to anyone else who, who came to my view,
2: but I just really struggle with him. Well, I'll tell you what he gives us. He gives us hope that we can win a competition to play for a Premier League team because he looks like a competition winner at times. I hate to say it. Like, I I, I cannot justify... This is, the like, some of the, the, the romance that we get from signing players from, like, other leagues that... You know, I, I just don't work in our style or anything else. I don't know. Um, I the issue with like, listen, we as Wolves fans, I we need a scapegoat. We always need a scapegoat. Unfortunately, it's him. I don't think there's anything coming back from him now. When, once he lost possession a little further, up about a few minutes on from the goal, mm-hmm. it was just pure vitriol from the crowd at this point. Like, there's there's no turning back from that. It doesn't matter if he put in four seven out of ten performances where he even assists here and there i just think that i just think time's up now unfortunately there's no there's no getting back the 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 court of public opinion sometimes once the court of public opinion is guilty it's all you're going to do really and stew especially knows i am not a card carrying paid up member of conspiracy club it's not me i don't i don't deal in any of that mumbo jumbo however i hear people when they talk about oh we're only we paying to bring in money for the for the south uh, the south american market and i just think to myself it's 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 absolute drivel like normally but i, I can't not think about it now because there's no there's no reason why this man it, it gets the chances that he does i just can't see it i can't someone convince me otherwise i'm not going mad that this isn't just some ploy for money because there's got to be other people that can do something that he, that, that, that he can. Do you know what I mean? Some, someone talk some sense into me, please. Well, he can. He's, the thing is,
1: I've it really difficult with this because he's clearly in – he probably can barely speak. We haven't heard anything from him, right? From the looks of things, he doesn't really speak that English that well. But that doesn't excuse how bad he is. He's abs- I mean, thinking about it, I mean, obviously we've had worse players, but relative to where we are as a Premier League club of relatively established Premier League club at this point, he has to be one of the worst players we've ever had relative to yeah. level at the time. It's not Absolutely. even, I mean, you're trying, you think of some of the, some, I mean, Robin van der Laan and Manuel Fettis, all the, the, the usual ones, the usual suspects who coming out in this list. He's up there because he's so shit. <laughs> he doesn't do anything at all. He doesn't do anything. And I don't even care about the... He, he tried to help. It's, it's not his fault he's so bad. It, he, tried, he tried to help out in defence. Fair play. He, he didn't go hide and he still, he still, after all the shit, he still doesn't hide. Fair play to him. But... <laughs> The problem is Bruno. Bruno is picking this guy who is way out of his depth because of fucking biscuits. It doesn't make any but that, sense.
3: But you know what? Like even even when he doesn't start him right and brings on for six minutes, he still fucks things up. He, he yeah. comes on for six, six minutes, right, and he still managed to fuck things up. And I, you know what? i just referring to some of the comments, right? And it's it's a comment I see a lot to be honest about whenever any Asian player signs for a Premier League club it's about sh- shirt sales right we've only signed a player because of shirt sales right Juan cost us what 14 million right
1: mm-hmm. at 50
3: pound mm. a pop we've, we've got to sell 280,000 shirts right <laughs> to, to, to make to make 14 million back <laughs> that ain't happening right so we haven't we, we, we never signed a player just for shirt sales Right, we just it just don't we just don't do that. That's that's not that's not a ploy to on a player, right? But it's just it, <laughs> it's just typically his luck, right? In the space of a week, right, him there's this, give him a penalty versus Preston and he scuffed the shit out of it and missed it. He's come <laughs> on for six minutes today and given and given Maximan the volley to score today. The bloke's cursed,
0: generally. I was gonna say show. what do we think Go on, what do you think he's going to do against Bournemouth? Are we thinking red card and give away a penalty? <laughs> I mean,
1: at, at this point, the only thing left for him is just get Barry Fry to piss on him because that's not the only way it's going to lift this curse. Because it it is farcical how it could happen to him all the time.
3: Is that is that an actual lifting of the curse, Barry Fry to piss on you? Is that right?
1: <laughs> well, it worked <laughs> at the St. Andrew's pitch, date, eh? So, uh, but that's that's the only kind of curse lifting thing I can think of in the uh, in the English football period. <laughs> I don't. Know, I mean, that might be I, one for a uh,
2: walking chase.
3: Whether, whether you use <laughs> some, some luck or something, and and like I don't know, it, it'll just turn suddenly. And he'll score, he'll bag a brace against Bournemouth or something. I, I, don't, I don't, know, but I can't see it. I just like I said, like I say, I mean, i will put on record on and on this on this podcast about my thoughts on him. I'm, I'm not, I'm not alone with it either. We're, we're all, I think, we're all kind of on the same wavelength when it comes when it comes to Huang and the fact that what uh, what is he actually offering us? Because I don't think any of us four on this pod any of us on the whole fancast chat, any of us who listen and watch the fancast, I'd invite the comments to come in. What does, he, what does he actually offer the team? Because, I don't know, I think... I I just think we're all struggling. We're all struggling. And I'll go back to last season when we inexplicably decided to make it permanent halfway through the season. Like, he'd just come back off his injury. He hadn't done anything since his injury. And, in January, it was like surprise. We've just spent 14 million on this guy who, you know, scored four goals in a few games and done nothing since, and is offering nothing to the team. But we're now going to commit 14 million to him. I, d- <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, it, it just baffles me. Genuinely baffles me. I mean,
1: when, when you when you think it, that we've spent it has, 30 yeah. 30 million English pound on Huang and Cattolay in, in the last four
0: years. I was going to say and politely throw Fabio Silva into that mix as well. Now I know you could argue Silva's got potential but there is a lot of money being spent that you could argue isn't getting you the short term returns but guys we're going to take a short break um, because I think we've talked to death this Newcastle game and there's a few big um, conversations I think we need to have right after this short break Hi it's, Richard. Hi, it's Richard from Wolf's fancast here. Just interrupting today's show before we get back to some questionable opinions and opinionated questions to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors, Pixel Yetting Media. They are a design agency that put you and your business first from web design, logo and branding design and marketing. If you have any marketing needs, get in touch with them to find out how they can help you get it right. They are over at pixelyetimedia.com. Now let's get back to a show where we can give you some really forced wordplay, niche cultural references and maybe even a bit of football talk. Hello everyone and welcome back. Um Guys, there seems to have been a bit of a sea change around Wolves for last, not even just today, it feels like this weekend around Bruno Large. And I know, Matt, you've been chomping at the bit for this conversation for the last 46 minutes, so... I'm going to let you uh, leave the conversation on this. Um, is it time for Bruno to get the
2: Let's just look, first of all, at the reasons why, up to this point, it is being sacrilege to question Bruno. He's not had a full pre-season, was a good one. He's had that now. He's not had the players that he wanted to bring in. He's got that now. Um, and then there's been some key injuries to key players who have come back now. And we've sh- we've brought in players to positions that we need, not all, but that we need. And those have all been reasonable things to not put the blame on the manager and to question other people around the club. But when you look at some of the tactical decisions that were made today and then you think back and look at other other ones such as that, And the pressure's on now because he's got his players that he wants. It's making a really difficult case to go forward with the man for the remainder of the season, bearing in mind other teams that you traditionally would expect to really suffer so far this season look like they've upped their gears and they're already looking like they're miles ahead of the pace than us. A bad result against Bournemouth, and I mean a bad result is anything other than a decisive win, and he's got to go, Frank, see? So. I, 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 I hate to be Bruno out. I really do. I've been, I've been a proper, proper defender of him saying he's not been, we've been unfairly, you know, he's 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 still like dragging the ghost of Nuno behind him and everything else. But he's creating his own problems now. It's different when there were problems that he's had to deal with. But he's creating these problems himself now. And the, the tide's turning very, very quickly, far too quickly for my liking. But it's, it's, it's becoming untenable.
3: Can I just say as well, um, I won't name the, the bookmaker because other bookmakers are available, but, um, Brianna is currently 14 to one to get the, to be the next manager to leave. If that's where you were, you think it's going. Um, I'm going to shout out uh, a friend of mine, knocker, He's long since said on uh, another one of my uh, WhatsApp chat groups that Bruno is on far, far, far from concrete grounds. Going back into last season, as we called out here, he's been without a win for a long time. We had that really bad end to last season where we, we couldn't buy a win, no matter for all. All the all the riches from it in any kingdom, we just couldn't buy a win whatsoever. Um, unfortunately, it's it's carried on into this season. Um, you've got to wonder. You have got to wonder at what point the the folks and think that this this guy can't can't change games. You can't, he's not taking us where where we need to. As Matt said, you know he's he's got he's got some of his plays in. That he wants now. Uh, there's, there's obviously a couple more that he's thinking of getting in. So you know, the, the new Meyerhofer might be coming in, and the 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 Mets Traoré might be coming in. Um, whether that boy, if he gets his plays in, whether he, he gets a couple of months, you know, to, to bed these players in. If you be, if we're being honest, well, if we're being impartial, let's say, you know, he's he said right from the off at the summer. He wanted all his players in prior to the pre season games to get them in. He hasn't had that. The players have come in late. Does he get any mitigation for that? Alternatively, you know, he's he's got c he's got a couple of good players in there that he wants in the style of Collins, Nunez, Gueres, effectively the spot a spine of the team that's come in that's that's what he wanted. It's not working at the moment. You know, we're not we're not looking creative at the moment. We've Air two home games, air two draws, air two away games, two defeats. You know, it's it's, it's <laughs> it doesn't scream positive. You have got to be honest. So, unfortunately, in, in this cutthroat football world, you you do have to start worrying for him in general. You know, you, you do have to start worrying the fact that is this the guy that can carry the ship forward? And I don't know. There are there's quite a few questions there for him at the moment. Would
1: answer questions as well. I mean, when you look at I mean, it's it's not a massive body of work, is it? He had what he's had one job before here, and he left that job because he couldn't arrest a slide. <laughs> that slide with us happened last year, last season, he couldn't sort it out, and it's continued into this season, but from a different for a different reasons. We're not, it's all what like, um, Tony I said something on Talksport this morning, um. He said, Wolves are the best football side I've ever seen who can't score a goal. But what's the fucking point in that? What, Literally, what is the point? It's all well and good, playing tippy-tappy bollocks. And, oh, yeah, it all looks nice. But if you can't score goals, and you don't look like you're going to score goals, then you're going to get relegated. And I know people are going, oh, no, no. yeah, I did have money on us going down because I could see it happening. <laughs> Honestly, I could see it happening. You look at the... we got Bournemouth Wednesday. They just got smacked 9-0 and they look awful. Last time, when Bournemouth beat Birmingham, 8-0. We then faced Birmingham and drew 0-0 with them. We know what's going to happen Wednesday because it's Wolves. This is what happens. So that then brings us on to Southampton on Saturday. Yeah, After that, we've got Liverpool and Man City. There is a possibility we could be going into the first international break. So what's that? Eight games with Four points. Without a win. Uh, yeah. Four. I mean, if you get a draw against Bournemouth, a draw against Southampton, <laughs> so I got laughed at again for, say, for, uh, and all people put sides up saying, oh, doom and gloom. But it's not cool. doom and gloom when you can see it with your own eyes that we don't score or don't look like scoring at all. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not going to say Bruno eight, even though we all know who I want here. But that's just, I mean, if you look at it, Without mentioning him, without mentioning the great man, um let's just let's leave him there for a second. Mr. Deutsch, yeah, bad football, yeah, long ball shit. We me and you probably we hate Eddie Hay with a passion. That that's kind of for me, that is wavering a lot because he's evolved, he's changed. What he was at Bournemouth, yeah, was it was a terrible little shit. At Newcastle, he's playing a completely different style. He's getting the best out of his players, playing a different way, and he's playing to the strengths. Sean Dyche came out in an interview in the week. I don't know, it was with Football Daily, I think, talking about, yeah, I played with a certain style with Burnley because that's what I had. Obviously, I'd want to play better football if I had better players, but the people at Burnley wanted a bit of grit and whatever. I don't know, I'm not saying necessarily get Sean Dyche in, but just because someone's played a certain way doesn't mean that's the way they're going to be playing. When we, we thought we had Brunelage Bruno 4-4-2 inverted wingers so 12 months ago. It didn't happen. It still hasn't happened. So, if it if it carries on like this and we're getting into, the, what, a fifth of the way through the season when we haven't got a win or if we've got one win, then you're going to have to start looking around because can this mm. club afford to be relegated?
2: I don't think can so. Can I ask you a question then, Stuart? I'm going to. I'm, I hate to do this to you and make you public enemy number one or basically take a clip from you and put this on the internet. Do you hope we lose against Bournemouth so he gets the sack? I
1: don't want him to get the sack, though. I don't want Bruno Lige to get <laughs> zoom sucked. in on him as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll
1: get one more. So we got to clip say then, okay. I do not want Bruno Lage to get sacked. I don't want him to get sacked. I want him to be a success because I like, the, I like how he speaks, I like the way he does things. But you can't keep playing tippy-tappy football without an end results. The, the, the reason we watch football is to be entertained, but to win games. If we get getting entertained and losing every week, or drawing and not, not getting anywhere, then what's the point? I mean, today, we were pegged back more than Prince William. It was fucking ridiculous. And why? Look at that midfield that Newcastle had, compared to our midfield. There was no reason for it. And if he can't arrest the slide in games and as a season overall, questions have to be asked.
2: Nicely put. Annoyingly It's so, in, you look, it, so you look, nearly
0: you look perfect. Uh,
3: yeah, so, you, you, so you look at that midfield, as you say. So we've got Neves, Matinho and Nunes against Joe Linton, Sean Longstaff and Joe Willock. I know maybe, Maybe Gabby was right. <laughs> no, no, don't give me any. Please don't give me any credit for that abomination. No, you can't. You can't give me credit for that <laughs> abomination. Of a cliff. Don't. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do that.
0: <sighs> <sighs> aye, 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 aye. It's, it's always good. It's always good to pull it back to reality, isn't it? Sometimes. I mean, I. I, i'm very much on the fence about it and i can't work out if because today felt like defeat is worse but i've seen comments going into the game people saying if we don't get something right here then it's bruno out so this isn't something that's just happened because of today it does feel like it's had a bit of build-up and it is hey we, we could be going eight games in with Must us be honest pessimistically stew it's not four points it's two points you know, we. Oh well,
1: if, if if we lose, if we lose the next two games, he has to be sacked. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's inconceivable. Even even for me, being a doom monger and whatever you want to call me, we cannot lose to fucking Bournemouth and Southampton in the next week. That's that. If that happens, think, is, is you drawn and clawed. <laughs> no, that's not. Happening. Yeah, if we, lose, no way. if we lose, to Bournemouth, that's a sackable yeah. offence instantly. If
3: we lose to Bournemouth, that's instant. Yeah, P forty five.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely agree, genuinely agree. Um, and I say it's a shame, and I, I think the fact that me and Matt we we're chatting beforehand, I think the fact that we were already, you know, alluding to, well, who would you have come in, is never a good sign because it must be so hard to come back from that momentum because it's gone past addressing a and started. and we're in a slump at this point, like. These these last eleven games, you say we are without a win. But that, that's a huge amount of games. Imagine if we had that, you know, backloaded it in, and into the end of the season, which we essentially did. We'd be relegation fodder. We really yeah. would. And it's worrying. I mean, and I know towards the end of last season, we you know, we we played some good teams. We, we played Chelsea. I think we had Man City in that run. We had Liverpool last game of the season and and stuff like that but momentum builds momentum and that goes positively and
1: negatively but it's happened again though as well the best performance we've had is again that first half against spurs and it's all well and good raising your raising your game when you play one of the big boys everyone does that <laughs> and re- remember <sighs> if we get to um if we go back to our end of season review, Rich, when we said, would anyone be bothered if Bruno Large was not here next season? And it, it was very much a kind of meh. Before the Wolves TV, before the um, the Ask Wolves stuff came out and we got his philosophy. Yeah.
0: We couldn't, We didn't, no one cared. Like, that yeah, everything. I like him, but I don't, oh, this sounds really bad. I like him, but I don't love him. Um, it feels, what I'm trying to say, it feels very different to how it was with Nuno and I know, like you still say, all the cult of Nuno and whatever, but I, I don't think either through times or having those moments and memories, um, it sounds like I'm talking about a woman now, I've just realised, but we haven't it seemed to have forged that same relationship with Bruno, and it feels like the separation, if there were to be one in the coming weeks or months, would, would, it would feel a little bit more transactional. It seems mm. like, to me, like Nuno's...
3: The wife you split up with, and Bruno's a girlfriend who isn't quite matching up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to get
2: up to. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a few things for me at the minute. I'm I'm flabbergasted. One that and haven't already done something because we're we're so led to believe that they're this ruthless conglomerate that are you know out to get everybody. and It's all money, money, money. I'm flabbergasted that a player hasn't come out and because Bruno is the first person, rightly or wrongly, to throw a player under the bus when he doesn't like something that they're doing. Exactly. And I'm flabbergasted that there aren't more people that haven't come out to this point with a serious, serious argument why he should stay. Because at the moment, like I don't want him to go. I'll put that out as well. Like Stu on record, I don't want him to go. But i'm I'm worried it's getting to the point where it divides a fan base it divides opinion it, it you know the, the I can't remember an atmosphere being this bad at molyneux for ages and sometimes you've just got to pull that plaster off before you know what I mean before it gets too bad and i'm I'm concerned we're getting to that point now and you you, you know you mentioned about him in hanging players out to dry well there's only you know Bringing it, bringing us back onto topic. What's happened with Bolly today as well? Do you know what I mean? It, that's that isn't the sign for me of good man management. Okay, so the player, fuck off, Bolly. Now He's, he, he doesn't want to play for us. Absolutely fine. Keep your dirty laundry in the basket. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't. It's, it's not there for everybody to see. It's everything's so disruptive at the moment. It feels like, and it's just one more thing, one more negativity around the club, which is just compiling, compiling. And it will, it will eventually get too much I've got, I've got to worry
0: yeah for, for those <laughs> I was gonna say sorry, for those who aren't in the loop basically the willy bolly news that um Brununa large confirmed in a press conference is that Willy Bolly was supposed to be in the squad today and he well was not on the suspension apparently he just didn't turn up to Molyneux um as I think some it might have been Dan in in our group chat went don't they all go from the hotel together. So has he like st- has he stayed at the Novotel or for Mount or wherever they stay? Has he just like slipped off? But I completely agree. It's it's similar to the Janky, um Kirjan Hoover situation, Matt, isn't it? Where he
2: mm-hmm. was
0: very open about it, and I think sometimes with Bruno, he's almost too honest with some things. Where as you say keep it in- indoors, because frankly. And and hey, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about a potential new signing here who um, refused to play over the weekend. So, uh, I, you know, stones I'll, and glass just, houses or whatever. It doesn't just matter just if you you know.
3: Yes, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. This 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 works. This, this this sort of thing, right? It works both ways, right? We were this uh, the new Meyerhofer that we're signing, right? We were lauding the fact that you know he's he doesn't want to play for Stuttgart until he signs for us. And we're, we're saying, yeah, get him, get him in, get him in, get him in. You know, it's he, great that great. he wants to go and strike to play for us. We can't then lord that and then throw stones at Bolly because he's doing the same, because he, he then wants to move. You know, it, does, it, it's, it doesn't work both ways, is it really? This is look. Let's look at it honestly. Bolly is a guy who, where is he? Where, where is he currently in the food chain with us? He's not first choice. He's not second choice. Is he third choice? No. Is that Totty? Really? Is, he, is yeah. he fourth choice? No. Is that Muscara? I don't know. Fifth choice, potentially. He could be as low as fifth choice, centre-half, right. And he's, he's getting a bid in from another team who we don't know has said, you could be a first-teamer for us. So, he, at his age, and how old's Bolly? Is he 30, 31?
0: Yeah, a bit of that. But,
3: yeah. Something like that. So he's got an offer where he could potentially be a first teamer, and I don't know. whether I don't know whether we, you know, we rejected the first bid because I'm mean, a million pound. That's it is a, it is a bit low. Given <laughs> given give you know he's he's not that bad. He's not, he's not he's a million pound player. People in like championship.
0: Really I was going to say I doubt it covers his contract because I'm assuming Bolly's out of contract to the end of this season. Yeah, he is So about, yeah. a million wouldn't even cover his wages for this year. On on it's low. It's a I'm low ball fed- offer. Yeah. 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 But I mean but the
2: the issue isn't the issue isn't I don't think many people are, 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 are anti-bolly in this scenario because they understand the, the the politics and everything of football. My issue is, is like he's going back to the Bruno side, right? So price you're well, you want to buy a car off me, right? And you you want this car and um, the car is sentient in order for this story to make sense, and that car <laughs> wants to be sold to you, and you want it, I want to sell it, absolutely fine. What Bruno is, essentially is doing is saying, before you buy it, by the way, it's a bit unreliable. It's got some, um, some temperamental issues here. It's telling everybody else that, actually, maybe it's not worth the value that you want to pay for it in the first place. It's, it, there's, there's an issue here and there. There's a reason why. I want to get rid of it in the first place. It'd be like me. It'd be like me selling a car and then advertising on the, on the Facebook marketplace, all of its advisories. You just wouldn't do it, would you? <laughs> like, it's just, I don't understand the logic in, in, in he, throwing a player out to dry like this.
3: I, I don't know whether he's been forced into this because he would have named a match day squad. He would have submitted that yeah. sheet with me. He would submit submitted <laughs> that sheet to say this, this is my match day squad. And then when one of them doesn't turn up, Doesn't turn up at all, and where is he? He's going to be asked questions from the media, isn't he? He's going to. Someone's going to say, "Uh, "Your team sheet, your squad sheet that we've Mm. all seen has been submitted, it's got Willy Bolly on, and I know it's that he's not even here. So can you tell me about that, please?" So he's not. He's not going to just offer that up straight away. He's going to have been asked. Someone is going to have asked him that question, which is probably why it's come out. Mm. Because that's not something you're going to want to offer up, is it? That's not. That's quite embarrassing for him and the club. It's not something it's going to offer yeah, up it, people it is, well, And, and it again, be, it, could
0: be, it could have just been, It could have just been. You're right, and Matt, you're right as well. It's like it could have just been a little white lie, saying, you know, he's he's in the process of a transfer negotiation, and and just sort of say it like that. It, it, again, the is the phrasing of it. It's the terminology. It's how blunt it is, and again it screams disharmony where there might not actually be any you say it's fairly natural to, you know remember we had Bakari Sako way back when I think what did he have two protests mm. it's say protests that's wrong but he, he had a couple of occasions where he sat out of games because of transfer speculation around him with I think it's slightly different if you have yeah Personally, I think it's slightly different if you're a 31-year-old centre back where you're left on your contract and you you know you'd be fifth choice to come on, you know, for second choice to come on. But it, it it's still the stakes of it. He might not want to pick up injured. So again, it 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 doesn't sit right, it doesn't feed into this narrative of this being a cohesive squad at the moment, when you combine it with some of the extra stuff that's gone on in pre-season, even the last six months it doesn't scream that this is a club where all the players are going pointing in the same direction and whether that's transitional stuff, whether that's managerial, whether it's the players, I don't know. But at the end of the day, the book does stop with the leadership team in, in that scenario for me. Um, the, the only you know other what? bits I want to kind of co- go on to you.
1: I was going it's, to it's say it's a coincidence, but it's not anymore, is it? That Bolly is a one of the, the last ones of Nuno's generals. And we had this with Ruddy with a contract offer and then taken away a day later. Um Then you have the whole Cody situation where he's unceremoniously dropped, even though we you can argue for the good of the team or whatever, but how it was done very brutally. And then you got this as well. And it does seem like the whole clean sweep that we could have had last year is being done this season, over oh, this this pre-season and into the start of this. And he talk at the same time. And like I mean, I don't have a problem with airing bad behavior like the Hoover thing when I said it at the time, fuck Hoover. I mean, it's been proved since he's been dropped to their reserves. Hey, that's a, what a kind of amazing person he is. I mean, fuck him, whatever. But doing this. I think Price is right. He's probably <laughs> he's probably like he has been kind of nailed into a corner with this one because they would have asked him about it. I mean, you could say, well, why would he name someone on the team sheet when he's not in the building? I mean, surely if if he's not in the building, you would have rang to see where he is. If he's then lied on the phone saying, "Yeah, I'm going to be there in ten minutes or whatever," then fine. But it doesn't seem that way, does it? It, it seems like well, he's named him and he just hasn't bothered. Which the whole my offer to not bothering, not playing for stuff got pissed me off as well. I just, the whole thing, I mean, I know f- football's morally bankrupt anyway, but it seems to go against our uh, no dickheads policy, really, doesn't it? So
0: I don't know. A bit uneasy. Yeah, I it? think um, Sasa being on. S- yeah. Um, I think the one I find most interesting about Sasa' name, I won't try and pronounce. Um, it's currently it's not Stuttgart striker. I was gonna say I I'm, I'm, Stu, you've seen my production today. <laughs> we're we're going to keep it short and simple. <laughs> um, but it feels like we're still, you know, the, the latest I've heard is our is our bid's been about 15 million, and that's nowhere near Stuttgart's valuation of him. So it'll be interesting to see if we, you know, what add on an extra. 33 percent or something i think they're looking for 20 to 25 million and again it's i just do it or don't like it it doesn't make a huge difference at the end of the day for a club like us and um yeah I, i guess first and foremost is we've kind of talked about whether you know we think he's the, 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 I guess the moral implications of not playing for a club whilst you're on contract because um, I mean try to work out, Stu how, how would your badge feel if you just didn't rock up for a shift um, it's, <laughs> and, and think we all know what the ads would be um, but in, in terms of I guess incomings and outgoings, we've got a few days left to a transfer window of course do we actually see any proper movements happening or do we think we're going to walls it up
2: I think that the... I'll tell you what's really bore my piss this weekend. Um, is the tell sheer, me. Tell me. I'll tell, I'll tell you. Rich. The sheer oh. arrogance <laughs> that, are, that, that, that the clock the or someone else can swoop in and just pluck someone like a Neves out of our squad just because they now need a midfielder that they haven't identified that they needed for however long the transfer window has been open. And then everybody else goes... Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to go. I, th- I think we will sign him, and then then Arsenal can bring and Satan swoop in and pluck Neto out as well. I just like the arrogance of some of these big clubs really annoys me. That, that, like, but the, 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 there's a slight thought in the back of my mind that wouldn't put it past um, our recruitment team to just go. That's a that's a tasty piece of pie we can we can make on this player, but. Uh, that's it's it annoying me that like, the, the whole liverpool and arsenal photoshop brigade that have been out in full force <laughs> have, have got to me over the last couple of days i they, they have triggered me yeah. a little bit
3: plus plus a question right if arsenal or whoever come in with 50 60 million for Neto, right
2: would you take that serious Neto netto yes. is because... Neto is different to Nevers. Neto is a one where you you're not going to replace him that window. So you've got to ask yourself can we can we do without Pedro Neto for 6 months? And the answer is yes, we probably could get by. With, we two them, with two months
1: of them two months and them not even playing, remember, a no, month mm-hmm. and a half.
2: But we yeah. couldn't we couldn't we couldn't do we, we we couldn't do without um we couldn't do without Neves for 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 any length of time. One in, one injury away from disaster if Neto gets uh, if Neves gets injured.
3: I was going to say because, like Neto, right? He's had he, has he been the same since his injury? And if if someone's going to come in, and this is a controversial opinion, so I'm open to challenge on this. But I was having this discussion uh, post match, and you think really, given the money that's on offer, right? Is he that value? And is he really? <sighs> I feel I feel bad for this opening question, but is he is he as cracked up as we think he is? Neto, really, is no. he as world class as we think he is? And is the money offer like Morgan gives White silly money and and something we should potentially look at?
1: You know, I said last week that if they offered forty million, I'd snap their hands off. I couldn't care less if any of them were fucked off. All of them, just sell them all. It, the only one is liquidate the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nevez is the only one you don't sell Neves dear do you? you don't sell Neves. that's silly you see, we we're not going to replace him with what a week left we're not going to replace Nevis with a week left he can't go it's it's worth more to us if he wants to run his contract down for the next 2 years and get nothing for him then than selling for 50 60 70 whatever money you want to pluck at the air Neto, on the other hand, if Arsenal want to give us 40 million for him, yeah, fine, whatever. He doesn't score and he doesn't assist. He's not been the same player since he came back from injury. Cash in him we can. This, this is what I was thinking, but I don't know is, that's, this is some sort of controversial opinion yeah. or, or
3: not.
0: It is, but I think it's shared. And you know, like, a, to be fair, I think the Morgan Gibbs White transfers kind of thrown. A lot of things into flux around transfer fees around Wolves just because it was bonkers. But Wolves' price for selling players has has now been shown. We sell players for 40 million. So long as we haven't bought them in for, you know, Wolves like to buy players traditionally and by and large, apart from the market, a couple of marquees, we like to buy players between 15 and 20 million. Our market fee is 100%. We like to sell them for 40 million. 35 to 40, boom. That's what we like to do. So, you you know what? Same with Neto. He hasn't reached that, I was going to say that zenith. He hasn't reached that level where you go, crap, he, you know, the clubs need to pay that extra 20 million for him yet, compared to Neves, who I think last season and going into this season, you see the influence he has in this team and that's why Neves is worth that bit more.
1: I mean, you, you look at it, you compare it to the Jota deal. Yeah. What we bought Jota for, what, 15, something like that? Sold him for 45. You'd say Neto was probably round about, I think it was about 13, was it, with Jordao being the rest for him to have someone to play with for a bit? And then we're selling him for 40. <laughs> the output of Neto since Jota left, well, since he came back from it, since restart it's been minimal so you're saying you know people are seriously going to turn down the same money that we turn that we got Jota for no. <laughs> just it's madness it's people hyping up players because they've got a bit of a trick doesn't you can have all the tricks in the world you can go and be a freestyler if that's what you want to do but if you're not if you're not actually doing your job then fine cash in move on get someone else
0: i, I i'm interested to see with neto because i i, I disagree with you i think he was he was really good for at least six-ish months in the lockdown season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he he did then start to waver a bit and become a bit more inconsistent. And then, of course, he got the injury and it, his recovery was slow from that. And, you know, he played 12, 13 games last season, I think, which was more than I remember him playing. And then, of course, he's had he's had a full pre-season. He looked sharp in pre-season. But same with, same with basically every other player bar one or two he's not hit the ground running in terms of that output that's, that's frankly needed and it kind of loops back it, it it's not that i disagree it's not i don't know but it's true, you're right like yeah they can go because they're not actually doing a job at the moment so either we need to change the manager who's going to fundamentally change some of these players and get them scoring goals which means we kindling um, Neto's form in front of goal which means we kindling his form in front of goal or you, you sell them and you find players who can do the job better. It, 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 it's kind of an eye all at this point, isn't it? But, yeah. So I can kind of, I wouldn't say, Oh yeah, let's sell him. Like, you know, let's, you know, let's change his status on football Manager to not need a transfer list. N- nowhere near that yet, but actually, yeah, if, if someone's going to give us money and we've spotted somebody else who can fulfill that position, you know, because I think it, it seems now that Guedes has come into almost the place that, you know, Trincao slash Gibbs White in terms of being that extra attacking option. And I think on, from what I've seen over the next 12 months, I think he I think he can get up to where we need him to be. But I don't know. It, it, it's tricky. But um, do we see us signing anyone, guys? When Realistically, they've... like first team, first team senior player the ones
1: the ones that seem to be irons in the fire that everyone's talking about good trial ray sasa if then if them two come in and we get a traditional donation to grasshoppers in whatever way whatever term i'd kind of grudgingly begrudgingly accept that even though we do need a bit more but that will be a that'll cover us till now that'll cover us till boxing day and that's kind of all you really need. We're not gonna get. We're not gonna get into European competition next season, are we? Not a chance in hell. So, I think cementing our kind of place in that eighth to fourteenth spot where we're going to be kind of living now. I think that's the priority, and I think then, then two players have got every chance of doing that. Looking at what we've the, the brief bits that I've seen of them. If we don't. Then we're in a world of pain because, like Matt said, we want an injury from to, from Nevers away from catastrophe, and that's that's how ridiculous it is.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I think the um, the two that the two that have been mentioned seem likely, off the, the Twitter reports. I, I, I don't think just a new striker coming in is going to just. Wave like some sort of magic wand, and everything just suddenly clicks into gear. I think there's something fundamental or some undercurrent at play here, where the team just isn't clicking as to how as to how we want. On paper, really, you look at the team, you think, well, what 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 really are we, are we missing? Is it a formation? Don't know. Is it is it a player thing if we think apart from you know yes we've, we've talked about neto and he's, he's not at the level he should be and him and not the player we should be but if we we've got other options there that we can we can use um having it, these two new players we talked about will do will do well for us for squad depth which is needed but I'm wondering whether it's the magic wand that people really think it is and that these two players coming in will suddenly just completely change revolutionize this team i'm I'm not sure that's going to be the case if i'm honest but um yeah i mean obviously they were gratefully received as as players and good (laughs) for squad depth but i don't know i'm not i'm not sure if if they're going to be some sort of elixir that will treat the team and soon be coming to be world beaters
0: we'll see um i think it's, i think it's gonna be an interesting couple of days in Wolves twitter we had a uh we <laughs> did our preseason predictions about when the first Wolves twitter meltdown would be and i think we've potentially hit it but i think we could reach new heights um on the 31st if we're if we're not careful a uh, couple of questions from twitter comments around so thank you so much for uh, listening and tuning in, guys. So, um, what we had from Paul Wharton, I thought was interesting, uh, which is when a ref sets a precedent, uh, with tolerating shoves in a game, should VR take this into account as being consistent with the ruling of the game before deciding a shove is clear and obvious? So, I guess it goes back to a bit the age old question about, you know, how should referees referee a game, um, in terms of, uh, flow and things
2: like that. Well, Uh, I I thought that with what we've heard at the start of the season where the games are meant to flow more anyway and then when the referee sets an expectation that the game is going to be allowed to be played with a little bit more physicality, you would expect then that the VAR official should take that into consideration. You would expect that because it's only... (laughs) It's only clear and obvious if it's against what the referee is already blowing. Or, you know, if he's if he's pushed, if he's run ten yards and pushed him over, it's a little different to what is a physical a battle, at which the referee has been happy to give all game. You know, to, to, to let run. So I do think that the the officials in it, Stockley Park or wherever it is, have got to take this into consideration. But Stu will tell me otherwise because he knows the rules better than I do.
1: I don't, I know what it means, um, but there is a bit of a difference between a, a bit of rough and tumble and a, and a clear fell that leads to a goal. So you can't you can't fell someone like that, even if you've had a, a good physical game, which is much better this season than it was last year. We I mean, we all like this way. Um, you can't that cannot stand in any in any world. That goal cannot stand from that that fell happening. It just can't. It's, it's ridiculous. Um But yeah, I think that there does seem to be there does have to be a, not just for that. There does seem to be it has to be a, more of a connection between the ref and the VAR anyway. Like you said, why didn't he go over and, and look at other things? I think the, the, the Premier League directives on not letting the ref use the screen properly, like they're doing in other countries, is a joke. It just is. <laughs> it's you look at not. I'm not saying other countries have got it nailed, but they let the refs choose. The refs can go and have a look. They don't have to just sell the the fact that they're going to have a look because we all know it, they've even admitted it. That if you go into to the thing to the monitor, you have to you're selling it to the crowd because the refs looking at it himself. The decision's already made. We know this as fact. It's in the the A League video with uh, Jerry Gillett If people want to check it out, it's it's all it's all there for everyone to see. The systems there, the officials don't work it properly. But in in this case, I think we just it's clutching at straws because it was a clear foul. Just, <laughs> no question about this one.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I like that not that you let a couple of these things slide, but you know just focus on the important decisions. Let 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 the ball keep moving. But yeah, he did push him in the back. Like it, 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 it's very difficult to justify it when you can clearly see him put his hand on the back and push forward. And I don't like Ryan Fraser. You know, he, he is from the um, Bournemouth Academy of Shits. Um, mm. And and a notable diver and will go down easily in those situations. And I think that's so, That's what annoys me. Is he didn't need to make that foul. Neto's a good enough player to have probably robbed the ball off him afterwards. He didn't need to foul him, but here we go um we're gonna call full time on today's pod guys thank you so much for listening um as always um big shouts out to pixel yeti media and 90 min um for all your support Uh, make sure you follow us at wolves fancast on twitter facebook and instagram we have lots of stuff happening this week of course we've got the um bournemouth game Um, happening midweek as well I mean we've barely even covered that guys um, because I think we're kind of so focused on on today but um, we'll be back to review that game of course and also talk about the uh, deadline day transfers as well until next time though it's goodbye from Matt
2: peace everybody look after yourselves
0: it's goodbye from Pricey keep faith goodbye from stew
1: goodbye everyone
0: and it's goodbye from me see you next time
2: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious
1: breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar